Welcome. My name is Giancarlo Torres, but only my closest friend nicknamed Gianco. And that's why you are listening to the Gianco podcast, because I am your friend. Today, we have the privilege to talk to Jeremy Vela from Edmonton, Canada. I just uh, met him recently and uh, we talked and I said, you know what? Jeremy's going to give a lot of value to our podcast. So, I'm a Jeremy, can you hear me all right? I can, yeah. Sounds good. Buddy, thank you so much for um, accepting to becoming my guest. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Jeremy, um, last time we, you know, we spoke, right? You gave me a little bit on your background. Please share with the audience uh, on that. Um, well, my background, uh, I'm born and raised in Montreal. I, um, you know, I went to school. I studied a bit of criminology and uh, uh, psychology. I uh, then in turn started working with youth or at-risk at youth uh, in various different settings and group homes and more structured environments. Uh, and now currently I work at a, a juvenile detention center uh, with young offenders. And wow. so it's been, yeah, about uh, 11 years, almost, almost 11 years doing that. Wow. Yeah. When you were, when you were in middle school, right? Um, and, you know, they would ask you, so Jeremy, what are you going to do when you grow up? What would you tell them? You know, I, I didn't know too much uh, at the time. And uh, I was very fascinated on, on, on studying criminology. I'd watch a lot of these kind of shows, America's Most Wanted. And, uh, you know, I was always fascinated with what causes individuals to commit crime. Uh, mm. What their mind? How were they raised? And so I was always very fascinated about that. So it was always kind of a, a bit of a passion of mine. Uh, and I decided when I, you know, finished high school that I would, uh, that, would uh, that I would go into that and, and then study that. So uh, then I did my practicum. Um, and, you know, I just, I saw the energy that you gave. And I did a practicum with, uh, with youth at risk. And uh, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, their energy, their vibe. And, um, you know, it was just fascinating Wow. Let's talk more about crime. You know, it, it's not common for, you know, you know, for someone to be interested in why people commit crime. Is, is there someone in your family who's, you know, like, who's kind of like you as like interested or it's just you? Like, um, you just had this interest on that. Yeah, I've always had this interest uh, just from some of the TV shows I watched. And, uh, you know, I came home one day with my family. We, we had gone out and our place was a ransack. And, you know, they, we didn't have too much, so they didn't really take a lot of stuff. But that kind of hit me, you know, like my sensitivity mm. being affected. And that's really what kind of drew me afterwards. I think that was the kind of the, the, the determining factor as to why I think I, uh, I was really started to get even more uh, fascinated. Uh, what causes people to do it? You know, why, you know, why would you, you know, put other people's lives at risk or, or hurt individuals or, you know, steal from other people? Uh, there has to be some complex, you know, some, something complex about it. And there is. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, I think, really what uh, pushed me to kind of go into this line of work. Wow. Okay. So now you know what causes someone to commit crime. Mm-hmm. Once you figured that out, did it, was it more fascinating or was it like, wow, this is scary? You know, uh, I don't think anything is more fascinating than the human brain. Uh, yes. It's so complex. And uh, it just, it, you continuing, you 
continue to learn different things. You know, everyone has got their own little story. Everyone's got a, little, a different kind of upbringing or background. Um, and, and just, I think, I don't think anything is more fascinating than, than us. I mean, you know, for, you know, nature's beautiful. Uh, animals are, are beautiful in their, in their own way. They have different personalities, but nothing is more fascinating than the human brain. So you're constantly learning about the brain. Um, and how, you know, especially how our development growing up and our parents and our upbringing uh, causes us uh, to make choices in life as well. Yes. Uh, and it can cause somebody to make bad choices. Um, so it's a, I'm constantly learning in, in this line of work for sure. And it does, it's always fascinating. You continue to learn something every week. So cool. Jeremy, last time, again, in, in our conversation, you were telling me that, of course, your, your job is, is emotionally exhausting. Um, not many people, you know, want to do your job just because of, again, on how tough it is emotionally, like you and I were talking about. What keeps you motivated despite it being so exhausting emotionally? You know, uh, yeah, I have, like, for sure, it is a draining job emotionally dealing with people, uh, especially with, uh, you know, the certain clientele that I work with. Uh, they're definitely a challenge. Uh, what helps is, is living a, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, mm. Having a good home life is absolutely important in this line of work. Um, you have shift work, which it drains you. You have, you know, of course, dealing with people constantly. You're kind of, you got to strive to not take things personally. These kids uh, are, you know, quite damaged. There's a lot of trauma uh, in their life, and they say nasty things. And uh, sometimes you got to, you got to try and, and, and not take things home. Um, but it's easier said than done, especially after doing it for a while. So I think once you're at home, it's extremely important that you leave work at work. And that's why it's important to keep busy, keep healthy, and uh, uh, keep your life fulfilling uh, when you're at home. Make that your life. Uh, don't give too much to, to work because uh, you will burn out and you will – unfortunately you're going to be impacted and you're going to no longer be able to do your job efficiently if you are mm. uh, so yeah a big thing is being healthy being active um has helped me uh you know i have a good home home life my wife is a great support system uh you know it's great to come home to her um and ensuring that yeah like you keep busy and kind of keep your mind occupied and focused so cool before we cup, uh, before we keep talking about nutrition, I just have a, a side question. Mm -hmm. Has it ever been so bad as like, for example, so, you know, now it's a Monday, right? Everybody loves Mondays. <laughs> and you go and you're, you know, like, and you go to your work and it's a really tough day. Like it's beyond tough, like beyond. Have you ever come home, like not crying, but almost or never? You know, I, I'm a fairly emotional person. But I've never reached the point where my job has led me to actually cry. And I've seen a lot of, you know, seen a lot of things that most people haven't uh, even experienced once. And, you know, I remember, you know, issues every day. And uh, that's why I really think, uh, yeah, it takes a special kind of person to do uh, what I do, not take things at home. Um, I think if you care too much, you're going to come home and cry. Uh, being an emotional person, being somebody who does cry and not afraid to show it, uh, I have not come home and uh, ever been to the point where, you know, it's such a rough day at work that I just kind of broke down. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I know of people who have, and, and it's, uh, 
there's definitely a high burnout uh, rate in, in our line of work. So that it's it's that's why it's extremely important to uh, you know try and leave things uh, at work and try and kind of uh, you know focus on more positive things when you get home because there's a lot of negativity at, in my job. Yes, yes. Do you ever like so right in your line of work? Have you like have you ever had a day of frustration to the point that you're like I want to quit? Oh yeah. That's for mm. sure. Uh, mm. You know, you don't feel it. Uh, it was until about the seven-year mark. Uh, you start experiencing, I think, a little bit of what we call burnout and uh, yes. kind of tired. And, you know, what unfortunately the public, I think, forgets to realize is uh, the type of youth that I work with. I mean, to be in jail as a youth in Canada is extremely difficult. So yes. This is a, a very small percentage of the population. And, and uh, so to not get burnt out is uh, I think everyone's going to experience it at some point in their career. And uh, it was about the seven-year mark where I was, you know, contemplating, like, is this, is this, was this the right career for me? Like, mm. you know, should I have done something else? Should I have just worked with my hands or not worked with people? Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's, there's joys and there's, there's a lot of things I do like about my job. But it does take a toll on your, uh, on your mental health over time. Yeah, I can imagine. So what kept you in your job? Being like, so like there are people in your line of work that quit because it's too much for them, but you stay. Yeah. What kept you there? Uh, you know, there's various things. Um, you know, there are aspects of youth that, you know, make my job rewarding uh, or that give me some fulfillment there, uh, like doing activities with them, trying to have a positive impact in their life, even if, you know, a, a kid in, you know, 10 years remembers some of the stuff you've done for him and how you de-escalated him. And those are things definitely that keep you going. Uh, a big thing that kind of keeps me going is my coworkers are a great support system. Um, also, another thing uh, is, uh, you know, like the benefits at work are great. There's a lot of vacation time. There's a lot of mm-hmm. great things. And that kind of keeps it, keeps you going, like having that time off to, uh, decompress and de-stress is, is it absolutely like essential in our line of work. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely, those are definitely factors that kept me going. It's a very stable job. Um, and it, and it takes a certain kind of personality to do it. And I do feel like I, you know, have the quality to kind of do a good job and, uh, you know, and take care of the youth that we have. So those are definitely all things that have kind of uh, helped me, I think, stay in, the, in, in this career. Uh, and realizing, too, that you know, no matter what job you do in, in the world, you're, you're always going to have a form of stress. Uh, you're always going to have uh, you know, some negativities, whether it's a bad boss or maybe you work with some bad coworkers. And luckily, I have some good bosses. I have some good coworkers that I work with and, uh, and great benefits. But not everybody has. So... Uh, you know, realizing that and thinking that, you know, no one, the grass isn't always green on the other side. So if I do quit, yeah. it's something else. It might not necessarily be better. So kind of take what you got right now. And, um, you know, luckily we, we have uh, a support system at work to kind of help us get through, um, you know, if we go through emotional stress in our job. Wow. You know, it's, uh, you just said something, right? Like uh, the grass isn't always greener. Right. Um, the other days I, I heard a, a speaker uh, actually on my mentor. He said, people think the grass is green on the other side, but they forget it still has to be mowed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that second part is key, right? You know, because like we always hear that expression, the grass isn't always greener. But that second part of people forget it still has to be mowed. Yeah. I was like, that's true. Basically, there's still work. There's still stress. There's, yeah. zero, you know, there's still good things. There's still bad things about anything, right? It's just that to stick to mm-hmm. one deal, one project, one job, if possible, right? And, and stick there, right? So whenever you feel that you're burning out like hardcore, do you have like a particular thing you do as in like, you know, like if you go to vacation for a week, you know, like you take a day off, like, you know, like what do you do when you feel that you're burning out? Like just like very bad. Yeah, um, about five, six months ago, I was reaching a point where I wanted to go to the doctor and, and go on a bit of a stress leave. I had taken a stress leave before when my father had passed, so, and that was extremely beneficial. So I, I knew what, uh, how beneficial it is to take time off. So I do not hesitate uh, to, you know, luckily we, we can bank her overtime, and yeah, we actually get a lot, quite a bit of vacation because of it. So I, I'll take days from time to time just to decompress. In those days, uh, I'll work out. Um, whether now with COVID, you know, working a lot more at home, um, mm-hmm. workouts, so just even spend time with my wife. Uh, it brings me joy. Um, so you just got to find things to do and you got to kind of be away from work. And sometimes I, I see people working too hard, you know, working overtime, cashing everything out, cashing everything out. And, and these are people with families too that have other, other commitments and, and to each their own. But time will always bring you more value than money. And yeah. so taking time to decompress, eating well, eating a nice good meal and exercising right there for the body is, is massive. Um, yes. And, and brings, it's going to be so healthy for you. So I don't hesitate to take time off. Like right now I took the week off. I mean, with COVID, obviously we're not going to travel, but just taking the yeah. week off from work and I had a lot of holidays to use up. It's fantastic. Like it's, uh, I feel less stressed already uh just just feel happier yeah no and you know it's uh it's interesting right what you're saying um i'm not sure if this happens to you um it happened to me a couple months ago so you know like we got you know like a little vacation right i was working a lot of my business and um you know went to the beach and everything and uh i remember i had been working so hard that in my first day of actually vacation I felt a little guilty not working. And then I had to remember what an, uh, an ancient writer once said that, you know, it's, it's better a handful of rest, right? Than chasing after the wind. Has that happened to you as in like you take vacation and then you feel bad for not working or helping? Yeah. Like sometimes you especially come back to work and you hear about some of the stuff that, you know, went on at work, you know, and I'm like, I could have been there and maybe I could have better, you know, I could have made it a little bit better, safer at work, you know, if I was there. And um, you, you kind of, I think there's a bit of stigma too for people that go on leaves uh, and there's people that abuse it for sure. But there's a bit of that stigma, like to take time off, especially mm-hmm. in, in this part of the world where I, we are in, in Edmonton, I find people like work way too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a stigma to take too much time off. Like why aren't yes. you working and cashing your overtime? Why aren't you... You know, why are you, why are you taking so many holidays? Like, aren't you bored at home? And that's what I hear a lot about. Like, why, why, like, aren't you bored at home? You know, like, what do you find? What do you do? Even if it's doing like literally nothing and, you know, just spending time with your, with your mates or a friend for a coffee and just talking or watching, like, I think just not being at work 
mentally is fine. Uh, and like people feel sometimes you have to be busy all the time and you don't. And it's not about being lazy. It's about like your body needs rest. Yes. We are not meant to go, go, go. And then regardless of how old you are. And we do it more when we're young almost. And that's when we have the energy to explore the world or, or have the energy to do more for people, uh, give more to people. And unfortunately we, we work the hardest. And then, you know, by the time, you know, we're, we're lucky maybe to retire 55 or 60, we're wiped out, we're burnt out, and yeah. you have energy to do nothing, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, at the other days uh, through Instagram, actually, I, I saw a, a post of uh, Elon Musk, of course, I'm CEO of Tesla, mm-hmm. and they asked him what was his best tip. And he said, work 100 hours a week. And I said, that's insane. That's just crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. He said, work out. His, his point of view was work 100 hours a week because if you work so much, you always be successful. But I was like, okay, work out, you know, working, working, okay, so talking about this crazy scenario, working 100 hours a week, you have no life, no. literally. You have no life to be with your family, you have no life to eat great, which is so important for me, you know, like just sitting down drinking a glass of wine and eating a piece of steak for me is one of the best pleasures in life. Um, Working out, like Mm -hmm. you said, you have no time. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk, um, you know, because of his work. But I still disagreed on that. So disagreed uh, on what he said. Right. But of course, you know, you know, for the ones, you know, uh, for my audience, if you want to be a billionaire, then then, yeah, (laughs) go follow Elon Musk. You You know, you know, whatever, you know, cool. Um, you know, just you know, just if that's what you value success as, right? Like, if that's your view of success, making a ton of money, yeah, I think anyone can be a millionaire if you work hard enough. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, and but I mean, like you know, these are the same ones, unfortunately, that might you know start having an alcohol you know addiction later on in life, or look back on their life and realize they've had you know there's no value to their life. They've they've not developed any really good relationships or friendships. Yeah. Uh, they, they've okay. They made all this money, but yet, yet they're still really unhappy. Why, right? Because things can't bring you love. They can't show you love. They can't hug you. They can't, you know, provide what you need as a human being. They just provide materially, and really, we don't need much to live. Um, and unfortunately, that's the mentality. And you know, like the guy's a genius for sure. Um, he's not wrong, but in his viewpoint, he's like. This is his viewpoint of success for now, and and I think if it's if it hasn't already hit him now, it will hit him. I think in the for future. Sure. Absolutely, and, and you know I'm going, you know, like I'm going um, uh, beyond your point. I remember in a, in a book that I was reading, it's about business. It said, so remember it said, money is a tool. The tool is never evil or bad. It's the person behind the tool, the yeah. person using the tool, right? So, so so you know, it's just the same thing, right? You know, we love to work. You know, if you have money, if you have wealth, fantastic. But if you have no time, no quality of life, you have to kind of sit down and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. What should I be doing better? Right. And know that money is a very important tool, but it's the person behind it, the attitude, right? That that really determines everything. Uh, Jeremy, you know, it's been really fantastic talking about your career, how you discipline your disappointment, right? You know, how you... Uh, you know, how you keep balance despite your career and everything else. 
for the ones that are listening, Jeremy, that probably don't have a good balance in their life, they're probably stressed in their work. What's your desire for them before we finish this podcast? Uh, it just, you know, don't look um, for, to your job uh, or to money for happiness. Um, you know, my, my father passed away at 56. He worked like a dog. And didn't really have much to show for it. He worked crazy hours. And before he passed, you know, he said, my job killed me. And that was the biggest wake-up call. I had the mentality before, but that was the biggest wake-up call for me. Um, and, and I think it should be for many others. Um, don't work too hard. Take pride in your job. It's important. But don't work too much. Um, take the time. Live a simple life. Take the time to enjoy life. To be around people um, that love you and devote your time to building good relationships uh, don't devote your time for a job um, because like not to sound negative but in the end you're just a number and you could lose your job you could lose it all um, and you've given so much of your energy to it and don't have much to show for it so um, focus on those things while still taking pride in what you do but please take time to relax um, and to let your body rest. Jeremy, my friend, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I, my desire for you is for you to keep doing what you're doing and keep helping a lot of people. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was a hey. pleasure. It was mine. Cool. Oh, absolutely. And for everyone else that's listening, if you would like to talk about what Jeremy and I were talking about, shoot me a text at 678-923-0978. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Week through week, I will be interviewing successful entrepreneurs who will talk about their journey. I will interview people who have had good results with uh, health alternatives that might be beneficial for you. We will talk about life tips, entrepreneurship tips, strategies, personal development, and a lot more. If you're interested in business, health, and personal development, subscribe to this podcast channel, and I know you won't be disappointed. That's it for today, folks. My name is Giancarlo Torres. But since you're my friend, you can call me Gianco. Have a great week, everyone.